Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Alexander Rogers. Alexander is a New York-based comedian and the host of the hilarious YouTube show Pop Roast. Welcome back. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Well, we are Zooming right now, and we both are drinking, smoking, and having a grand old time. So this episode will probably be debaucherous in about 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if I have anything to do with it. So we unfortunately have to start the show with some very sad rest in pieces, like mad people have been dying left and right. And then we'll get into random Rona conversation, because that's the only news that's happening right now that pretty much has to do with Bravo. So first we have to say RIP to Giancinto Gorga, who is Teresa Giudice and Joe Gorga's father and Melissa Gorga's father-in-law. So he died this past week. At the age of 76, he died of pneumonia. Really sad because on my last episode, I made like a very flipping comment, like maybe Melissa should put a shirt on and start watching after Nono, who's probably sick. And then unfortunately this happened. So I did just want to clear that up before, you know, anybody says anything. Cause I, the second I heard he passed away, I was like my big ass fucking mouth. So RIP and I'm, I'm really sad for them. Me too. Like, Nono was a cute part of the show. He always got Teresa together. He always got Teresa together. And they really had that wonderful extended family relationship. And I'm sorry for the girls. I was, it was painful for me to lose my grandparents. So I know what they're going through, especially with everything that's going on. So yeah, I saw that and I was just like, oh. They really just cannot catch a break, this family. And it just seems like blow after blow after blow for Teresa. And and Nono ended up moving into the house after his wife died in 2017. So he kind of took on like the proxy dad for the girls. And you saw he's like cooking up octopus at like 6 a.m. and cooking all the meals for the girls and picking them up from school and stuff. And so I think it's going to be a huge loss in their life just as having an extra set of hands because Teresa is managing four kids with no partner. Like that's not ideal. 
Well, that's really sad. RIP and it's just there's really nothing else to say but we also have to say goodbye to maggie griffin who this was like two weeks ago kathy griffin's mom who died at age 99 which was so devastating she'd been sick for the past i think like two years with dementia and it got really bad and so she's been sick for a while and kathy's been talking about it on her instagram a lot lately but she passed away on saint patrick's day out of all days which is pretty great for an irish broad but that's another just sad sad loss I am a huge Kathy Griffin fan. I actually met Kathy, um, I met Maggie Griffin at Boxers when season four of My Life on the D-List appeared. I got to meet all of them because like she just, you know, she comes to the city and does a lot of shows and she just twote out um, on one of the worst days of my life, like when I was considering getting into stand-up comedy that, hey, I'm going to be at Boxers. And it was like a block down the road for me. I was living on 20th and 9th at the time. And I was like, I'm going to meet Kathy Griffin. I got to meet all of them. She was super nice. Her mom was super nice. So, yeah, a, a sad farewell. And you know what? At least you're in a way better place now because Earth is fucked up. I know. Right now, it's like my one of my actually oddly enough both of my grandparent both of my grandpas passed away at the end of november then the end of december and i was doing like a family group chat hear that thanks it's it's sad and weird but we were saying on our like family group chat today that we're so grateful like both of them left before all of this started happening because so many old people are now in hospitals dying and don't understand what's happening and their family can't even come and visit them because of the rules of what's happening in hospitals like of course they need to be enforced but you know like these poor old people who don't who aren't suffering with corona who are still dying and you know have to have to deal with all of this like extra precautionary shit it's just it's just so sad well then in our fucking tale of other people who are dead jesus christ bill withers who not bravo related but a personal icon of mine like a personal just inspiration passed away at 81 which is somewhat young and i mean relatively speaking but such a bummer that he died and and then another sad last little thing is peter gamba who i never heard of him before but he was a roni editor and andy cohen made this whole big thing on his watch what happens live show that he was 63 he died of corona but he had edited the first episode of the new york housewives and has edited up until you know he passed away which is such a bummer and he made famous scenes like luann falling in the bushes he made that a thing he edited scary island he edited all throughout alex and simon seasons and so that's another just r.i.p and like 63 years old abruptly passing away from coronavirus like it just baffles me and and it's just it's like, I feel like it's just going to keep happening. And like the fact that I have to like start my episode with four dead people is not always how I usually start. No. It's, 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 you know, I, we're going to have to deal with it sadly. Yeah. And, and I'm, you know, it's, we're going to lose a lot of great talented people. Ugh. I know. And it's just the beginning. So stay inside and stay safe, people. I, I actually have a question that um, wasn't on the notes, but I think it's valid. Please. Um, what is going to happen with reality TV and the plot lines? Because 
we're not going to want to deal with death and sadness and grief forever. Like when they come back, like they're in the escape show. So when they are able to start filming again, and you know, there's you know, kind of anybody's guess when that will be. How are they going to have non-Rona plot lines? Because we're not like everybody's going to have lost someone, and I don't mean to sound insensitive, but we're, we we tune into these shows to have fun. We're not going to want to hear about it. Yeah, I mean that's a really good question because it's also something that every single person is going through. So it's not like you can totally glaze over this major thing that everybody has this kind of shared anxiety about and. Sharing anxiety brings people together, but hopefully by the time some of these shows that are currently supposed to be filming, like OC, Blow Deck, all these other shows, hopefully, you know, in seven months, like, we're not still in this and then having to watch content about it because, like, (laughs) even that is kind of meta where it's like, we're still in this period. Maybe it's not as bad as when we're all sheltering in place, but there's still, you know, this, like, looming virus out there that could get you and you will never know you know it's I think reality television I think media I think a lot of things are going to change after this and like people and companies and shows are just going to have to like pivot but I don't know what that's going to look like for these shows because that's what I'm thinking because I feel like if Maybe they could do like one through Rona storyline, but then they're also going to have to really, like you said, pivot and give us like maybe 5% of that. And it's like, okay, we're not going to act like it didn't happen, but we also know you're here for the fun. Well, I think that was shown well during the election during Real Housewives of New York, where Carol was, like, this huge Hillary supporter. And then you see Ramona, who's, like... Because this is going to change the restaurants they're able to... Like, Real Housewives of New York, this is going to change their game. Because the city's going to change. It could low-key become Real Housewives of Connecticut or Jersey or... Well, no, they already have Jersey or maybe um, Westchester. I could see it moving to Westchester where it's like we're a little freer to move around because I like how long are that like well we already know Ramona's in Miami. Yeah. Linda's in the Berkshires. Like they're never gonna come from their Hamptons houses. And like at this point, why would they ever? Like if I had the option to be in like a big home like Dorinda, like Bluestone Manor, like in a month or so she's opening the pool, you know, Ramona's like hanging all tan, like on the beach. And it's funny because these people post these photos of them on the beach. And once they post it, they get absolutely roasted for it. And then it's like, you think they're stopping? No, they're just not posting that they're going to the beach. Like just because the outrage exists on the internet doesn't mean it's like permeating people's brains. Also, I don't think going to the beach is going to kill you. Also, they probably have private beaches where it's like, yeah, I'm on the beach, but I'm the only one on the beach because it's my beach. One day. (laughs) I saw a cottage. It's a cottage with a private beach out front, but it has a loft sleeping area, and you know how tall I am, so. (laughs) Yeah. I'm 5'2", and I, I think I'd have to say no to a loft situation. And no. Yeah. Well, speaking of people who are kind of pivoting, Andy Cohen 
is healthy. I'm back doing Watch What Happens Live. I am not watching it because I do not need to see another Zoom meeting in my life. And I have enough of them in my corporate life. And now what am I supposed to watch? Watch What Happens with like Jax and Brittany and Bethany and all these randoms. I'm like, fuck this. No, none of this. What do you think about the um, Real Housewives reunion being on Zoom? I know. So Candy Burris from the Real Housewives of Atlanta said that they are going to be doing a remote reunion, which how many parts is this going to be? Like, how are they going to whip this together? And how are they going to get these women to shut up while the other one is speaking over Zoom? Like, it's impossible. The mute button. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Kenya will just, like, turn off the camera if she's really mad. Turning off the camera in the Zoom a reunion is basically the new walking off. I think, well, no, I think they're going to, like, probably lock them in, and they're going to be guests and they're not going to have control. Chris said if they, put their fa- if they put their hand to the camera like that, they should be, like, not paid. Like They're all but- wearing, like, a, a zap collar, and if they act up, they get shocked or something. Yeah. I do think that um, they're not going to be able to talk over each other. And so people are actually going to get to have their say and they're going to have to have their reads ready and their comebacks ready. Well, that's one thing I was thinking about because this has been pushed back probably like two or three weeks at this point. Everybody has had a really long time to ruminate over what they're going to say and how they're going to kind of come in with their game plan because you know Kenya doesn't go into a reunion without like basically a full script written out. <laughs> Ooh, you know what else she's going into the reunion without? Her uh, Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I feel bad. Where is Mark quarantining? That's what I want to know. Where is Mark quarantining? We ain't seen hide nor hair of him. He ain't nowhere near her. Well, he's absolutely not near her. Let's be clear on that. I wonder if Soko is still delivering his restaurant. I was said that it was. I asked my chat. They said that it was still doing delivery and takeout. I know it sucks because I want to go to the restaurant because I'm interested in seeing what it's like. But then I also cannot put money in his pocket, so I'm having this very conflicting uh, decision. But actually, at this point, I probably should support restaurants regardless if they're owned by Total. Actually, I'm going to give my money to good people. Fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck this idea. Um, now, did you see that article where Kenya said, uh, I'm not allowed to talk to Mark's parents? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was going to pull that up. But even that, like, what? Does he not talk to them? Or is she just not allowed to? And he's having a full relationship with them. Let me see. I saw this one. I think he's not allowed to. Damn. I wonder what she must be like when the cameras are not on her, because, you know, as much as, you know, she's not perfect, but I don't, I don't know, I don't think she's, like, that bad, and I feel like she kind of was willing to, like, work with him in the beginning a little bit, and now it's getting so downhill, and the fact that she can't talk to his family, like, that's just... And he has other children. We never hear about the blended family. The blended family. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what his deal was. I think he rushed into this marriage with her and thought she would just quit her life and be his, like, beautiful trophy wife in Brooklyn. And she's like, actually, I have no other means of making money. So I'm going to have to move back to the house in Atlanta and work. Hello? 
Also, I don't think he lives in Brooklyn. His restaurant is there, but where does he live? Because he, if he lived in Brooklyn, somebody would have snapped a photo of him walking around the neighborhood. That's actually really true that you never really hear about where he lives. I wonder if he also lives with his other kids. Do they live with him? I'm trying to see, like, they're just saying Brooklyn, but that's actually a good question. I can't actually... There's no way. I'm sorry, with all, like, even if he lived in white Brooklyn, forgive me for saying it, but even if he lived in, like, Dumbo or High Park Slope, somebody would snap a photo. Somebody would be his neighbor. Like, you're not, like, even, even if he was in a townhome, somebody would on the subway, like you'd see it on a Facebook group or something, someone snapping a picture, Mark Daly, oh my God. He's always at the Carroll Garden stop. He's always at, you know, 23rd on the F screen. You, he does not live in the city. Like maybe, maybe he's out here with a high fence and a high hedge where nobody knows who goes in that house and nobody knows who goes out. <laughs> he's out in the Hamptons with a high hedge and a high fence. <laughs> Oh my the only way to explain it, I'm sorry, that like there's no neighbors, nobody, nobody said anything. Even no one's seen Kenya in Brooklyn with him. <laughs> if, if Kenya was in a restaurant in Brooklyn with him, even in his restaurant, we would see something, hear something, say something, anything. Wow. It would be a photo be huge it would be new york at page six would have picked it up truly and that's usually like exclusively for like luann planting stories but i feel like they'd give her a headline <laughs> oh <sighs> man well anyways mark daly's oh wait no 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 oh no go on about mark daly Oh, I was going to say his best friend, Mimi Leakes, actually <laughs> decided to come out with a diss track that will be out on 412. So you guys just keep waiting. Honey, I have heard the sample and it wasn't bad. It was good. I don't understand all her It was like listening to, to Jesse Smollett. <laughs> Why do I feel like Jesse and Nini would, like, somehow be friends? Like, or they'd have, like, a random paths-crossing situation. They both ain't shit, that's why. <laughs> so her song, Come and Get This, Honey, uh, will be out on April 12th. The song does sound good. So she was supposed to do a live feed on Instagram with Kim Zolciak on Friday, but because those two... I was waiting for it, too, because, you know, we ain't got shit to do, so I... we the house. I had so many people hit me up, like, are you watching? Are you watching? I'm like, I've got nowhere else to be. Of course I'm watching. And so they dropped the ball on Friday's recording. They can't get it up. Shocking. But one thing I did notice is that Nini is really going in the footsteps of Kim. She's becoming a songstress. And now she's got the long, blonde wig with the big curl. Child, that shaggy dog wig she got from Tammy Roman on Basketball Wives. These tethers be sharing wigs. These tethers wigs be going in row motherfucking Tay-Tay. I'm telling you here, I'm telling you now. I can tell you right here. Go back to, not 
not this season of Basketball Wise, but last season, two seasons ago, Tammy Roman had that shit on with some curls in it. It's the same wig. I, the thing is, these old heifers think I can look young with a bang. I am 37 years old. I realize I ain't got no business wearing Abercrombie and Fitch no goddamn more. You got to dress your motherfucking age. I keep, now see, I need to cut my hair already. I keep my hair low because my edges is going back. You see, ain't got no edge. A bitch balding. You got to recognize it and then dress accordingly. Yeah, no, I don't think she got that memo. Most definitely. I got no gray hair. Ain't got no gray hair on the body. The bitch is all, all black. <laughs> well, she also then tried to make this video chat happen on Saturday night, which it did happen. And speaking of dressing for your age, she was wearing a, like, collared silk shirt with that had, like, two buttons at the bottom buttoned. Her boobs were just out and it was just it was it was a sight to be seen the thing is just because you paid for them don't mean we need to see them every 10 minutes <laughs> also you know nini has a nini got a great breast job nini has beautiful breasts i'm a sissy and i'm gonna say it but you could put those fuckers in a shirt like Erica Jane does, and they will sit just as pretty and pert. And you also will look mature and respectable and will want to hear what you have to say more. Erica Jane and her confessionals, she manages to look sexy and elegant. And that's the thing. Like, okay, you can give us sex. You can put your titty out there. The titties look good. But can you give us elegance? Can you give us glamour? Can you give us pose? <laughs> I don't think she can give any of the three, unfortunately. I feel like that's not happening. But in the song, she mentions this is the house that she built. She talks about threatening people, loaded guns, and talking about her Chase Bank account and her fur coats, which I love a specific Chase Bank account reference. I haven't heard that in a, a rap song, I, I think, in a while, in any diss tracks I've listened to lately. <laughs> If Bank of America used to be more popular in rap songs, I remember, I think it was Nelly or Juvenile, one of those, they, Bank of America. And, <laughs> I mean, Wells Fargo, no problem. No, I want to hear songs with Wachovia references because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so staying in Atlanta, Claudia Jordan, who was on season seven and then came back, I think as a guest on season eight of The Raw Housewives of Atlanta, came out and said some shit towards the Real Housewives of Dallas girls, which I found was interesting. I love an inter-franchise fight. So Claudia was up in the comments of some Instagram accounts saying, and still no women of color in Dallas. Now come on, they're all, there's so many beautiful, fun, cool, wealthy women of Dallas in the social scene that would be considered for the show and still nothing. It doesn't have to be me, but please consider representing better. So this is obviously in the wake of Leanne Locken getting fired. And then Carrie Brittingham, responded and obviously we all know Carrie was the person who was at the end of Leanne's uh, derogatory comments about Mexican people saying Claudia Jordan you did try out and I actually hope you'd come on the show but I could make some, the same argument about other shows including Atlanta that they don't have any Latinas are you implying that black people that only black people count as diversity or only black people have spice Claudia then said my oh, hold on <laughs> we gotta tell them I'm black oh they yeah I'm black I'm black, because it's, it's an audio, it's a podcast, so you don't know I'm black, I'm black. You might have picked it up, you might have figured it out, but if you didn't know, I'm black. And uh, I'm white, if you didn't know, if you couldn't tell. I have had some wonderful conversations with friends and, and my, my wonderful um, Instagram live crew 
about diversity on the Housewives shows. And, um, you know, Chris and I have talked on pop, on pop Roast about the lack of diversity in New York. Like, as a New Yorker, um, do you think that the Housewives of New York, like, even as a white woman, like, you're like, there are more, there's more than me here. There, there's more than me. Well, that, I was actually talking about this on a podcast with my friend the other day, too. It's like, I think I read somewhere there's like, 59% of the people in New York City are, are white. And then it's like, uh, there's, you know, 40% of other people of all different races, ethnicities, sexualities, everything. And to fact that we only focus on like a microcosm of women who were all once living on the Upper East Side seems to be a really ridiculous way of showing a city that is like truly a melting pot. However, I do think race as much as so many ignorant people want to think that race isn't a, an issue anymore, like it, it is very much so a prevalent thing on these shows. And I've been rewatching the Rahasas of DC and there was one African-American woman on the show and then I think four other white women. And that was like a common thread throughout the whole thing where there was one British woman who was DL kind of racist. And she couldn't see it. And then the African-American woman who was so smart and beautiful and a great husband and, you know, was just a great woman, but it's always like, why are you doing this? And the woman was like, I don't treat you any differently than I treat the other women. And it's like, you do, you do. And like, you know, she couldn't even see it and she couldn't even understand it. So I would wonder how having a non-white person on the show would be like Ramona Singer. It's crazy. You literally, you literally said the same thing. <laughs> we are, we, we see each other. We <laughs> see each other. I'm like sweating. I have to take my sweater off. Because it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't like, it's, it's difficult to say, but like, I, like, I think that, um, Garcelle on, um, Beverly Hills would be great because I feel like those women will not be ignorant. But I don't want to see, I don't want to see a black woman being treated poorly because, you know, two or three women on the shore are racist. And exactly, Ramona Singer and Sonia Morgan. She'd be Both. like, what? I just said the N-word. No. <laughs> and honestly, I'm going to say this. Bethany going to be too overfamiliar. Bethany is going to be that girl where she just trying to get invitations to the cookout. Now, you see, you don't try to get invitations to the cookout, so I'm going to go on and invite you. I know you're going to bring some nice wine and you're going to behave yourself. Bethany is going to get there and just try to do a little too much. She's going to really try to do the electric, like, it's just, no, no, calm down, calm down. She's going to be like, don't go there, girlfriend. Like, <laughs> Because we watch these shows for, you know, lighthearted fun. We like Atlanta because they are a group of sassy Black women, and we don't have a racial plot line. And when Kim was on, all it was was a racial plot line. If we could have a white woman on where she was just like, it never got racial, then we could have a more blended Atlanta cast. But because of the way the world is, they and they just haven't found, I would say this, they need to look for, there are white women where you could bring on to Atlanta or Latina women where there's not going to be that racial plot line, where there's not going to be misunderstandings, mm -hmm. where they're going to be like, oh, honey, I'm Afro-Latino just like you. Check this 4C hair. Mm -hmm. Like, a pressing curl. We could have those moments if casting looked for it. But they're really going to have to look for women who can be multi-culty, who are in interracial marriages, who are like, no, I totally, and, and have an utter deep respect. 
and there's never that racial issue so we can keep the plot lines on the bullshit because that's <laughs> why we're tuning in. We're not tuning in to have a deep conversation about racial relations in America. Yeah. If we do that, we could turn on C-SPAN. <laughs> For real. Did you ever watch The Real Housewives of Auckland? That's no. Like I, I, actually, that may be something I get to uh, during this. So, um, I get to Auckland because um, I know so like, many of them. Definitely like some racism over there, and like in the UK, like like when you get overseas, we get bold with their racism. They'll say, "Oh, what did you have to be Mr. Gollywog?" Like they'll hit you with, "Like wait, what is that even?" I gotta Google that. Answer. I know, as I'm about to Google it. I don't want to Google it. It's my work computer. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I don't. I'm not trying to get. Not there. Not there. Baby Tracy. That one on the phone. But. <laughs> yeah like the guy i'm dating is currently black and he's like on my phone once and he's like what the fuck the real housewives of auckland only lasted one season and it was because there was a massive racial insensitivity thrown at a black woman and this white woman called her the n-word on a boat and literally every single person was like what what like and she had no remorse, couldn't understand it. And, and like, as a viewer, I just was like, my jaw was on the ground, shocked. And of course, this show didn't come back for a second season. But then it was like, after she dropped the bomb, the aftermath, which is like a bunch of friends being like, how can you not see that this is a problem? And then, you know, an episode and a half later, she's crying in her husband's arms. She can't believe everybody's mad at her. It's like, yeah, that that's that's why I this think isn't about you. <laughs> like that's why they're not like they're they're very cautious with like okay how are we going to do this because otherwise we're just gonna have a season we can't even air. Well, they I were mean, air that shit in Auckland. That shit wouldn't have even flown in America. That would have tanked the that, that would have tanked the franchise. I think if they're gonna re like they need to. I think what they need to do with New York is just split it. If you want to have a show about white women, white women can have a show. I don't mind y'all having a show. I'm not saying y'all shouldn't have a space. We have black shows. Y'all can have white shows. Your, your viewers will tune in. Our viewers will tune in. We just want to have, you know, maybe they should be do like Housewives of like Westchester or Rye, where it does, or, or Long Island, or the Hamptons, where it really does like, okay, that's who really is out here that's who lives there but when you're going to the city i'm going to need to see some some asian some african-american some and also when i see i like i also i want foreign white i want white from you know i came from the poverty slums of kiev ukraine and made it as a model and then married well like i want to see you know there like the thing is just because it's white doesn't mean it has to be white white american there are a lot of interesting people from other countries with less melanin that have stories to tell and have been through a lot this episode of Bravo Happy Hour is brought to you by Flamingo Razors. Shopping for razors can be a real pain. Between the overwhelming amount of options, the high prices, and the uncertainty if the product is gentle enough for your hair and skin. Flamingo was started by a group of females working at Harry's Razors who wanted to create a better shaving experience for women. Flamingo is a body care brand that makes an award-winning razor at half the price of the basic drugstore brand. Flamingo Razors play a huge role in my self-care routine. 
I start by dry brushing my entire body, jumping into the shower, lathering up with Flamingo's Luxe Shave Gel, and putting my very chic mint green razor to work. I finish up by applying Flamingo's body lotion. And pro tip, this lotion will make you smell like you just walked out of the best spa in Europe. And for those who are deathly afraid of bikini waxes, <coughs> me, look no further because Flamingo razors can remove hairs from the most sensitive of places without causing pesky ingrown hairs. Try the Flamingo Shave Set for just $16. It's your entire shave routine, including Flamingo's award-winning razor, shave gel, and body lotion. Plus, they throw in a slip-free shower hook. I'm telling you, shaving feels better when it's not overpriced. And with their 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try Flamingo risk-free. Flamingo is in over 1 million bathrooms, and it can be in yours, too, for just $16. With free shipping today when you visit shopflamingo.com slash BHH. That's shopflamingo.com slash BHH. Elevate your self-care routine with Flamingo Razors today. So, Roni, we got to just dive right in. The season premiere aired this week. It was so good. Started with Bethany being such a drama queen in her exit of the show, which was to not tell anyone, tell the press, and to quit. So they filmed everybody's reactions, and it was just so good. And then, you know, after that, I didn't miss Bethany for one single second. I didn't miss her once. Because they were able to come up with Leah. Who is an amazing addition to the show. Leah is the new Bethany. And I mean, like, I, I want to know everything there is to know about that woman. And I'm going to fuck her baby daddy. <laughs> I, I heard another podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They said the, that he's got to be gay. Um, it doesn't matter. Is that an issue? That a at this point. Like, that's, that's, that, like, like Sheree said, budget, what's that? Um, <laughs> I'm not worried about that. Like that, like I saw that big spot. I was like, mm-hmm. that's, that's 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 my type. That's my type. Um, but see, I like her. But there's, I guess, shady things about her. I guess she was very like anti Me Too. So I wasn't really gonna plan on talking about this. But whatever, here we are. I guess was saying, like, people shouldn't just believe what, like, Rose McGowan and Asia Argento, those women who, you know, are associated with Harvey Weinstein and Anthony Bourdain. And so I guess she made, like, negative comments about sexual assault survivors indirectly towards that. That's not the move. It's not the move. It's not the move. Unless you're on that jury, it's not your job to suss it out. Yeah, it's... She's done a lot of problematic things. There's other things, too, that we don't have to really go into. 
I heard that there was some fraud with her business. Ooh. You know I love to talk about fraud and lawsuits. Last. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've got to do like, I'm going to be like, hey, can you show us your tax returns? Like, come on. But I don't know if there's any fraud. I mean, so her business is called Married to the Mob. And then once she told her story about getting beat up randomly outside of a club and the guy she was making out with randomly got beat up, I'm like, so he was in the mob, right? Like, that's the only way the cops randomly start beating down on a perfect stranger outside of a bar. Like, unless, like, he wasn't doing anything other than making out with you. So he had to be like, That story didn't add up. It didn't add up at all don't make no sense and I I just like I you know I mean like we know that the NYPD ain't shit we know that they ain't shit but I ain't never heard of them doing something like that to a hundred pound white woman it don't take all that it it don't take all that so I, I can't like I can't not believe her and the woman won her lawsuit so I do like we do know that the, the police are complete and utter assholes and also they will be violent to women so there is there could be some misogyny afoot so I, I have to I have to think about that too but the story just seemed incomplete I'll agree with you on that but like it's 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 that that's a t- that's you know and then there's the lawsuit so that's that's one of those I'm just Mm, on that one that's that's a, okay maybe if i meet you we might like i want to know who that man was i agree with you. I want to know and well i mean i guess there is the mob in the city but they don't really seem to be loud about it like they know how to run their enterprises without getting caught at this point but i guess when <laughs> no actually no she started her brand after so it's like i feel like the cops can just be like, okay, a woman started a brand called Married to the Mob. Who is she married to? And just start doing some, like, backtracking and being like, oh, we've actually pinned mobsters alongside her. Like, I don't know what she, why she's, like, associating herself with the mob unless, like, there has to be mob ties. Because Caroline Manzo on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, they always said that her family was in the mob and they, she, like, shut that down. She was like, absolutely not. It's like, your father-in-law was found dead in the trunk of a car in New Jersey. If that doesn't scream mob, what does it scream? Well, I think that she's like, no, I don't want that kind of attention. Well, exactly. But, like, I feel like Leah's, like, asking for it, so then it's like, so why are you doing this? I don't know, but I definitely problematic. We'll probably be unleashing a ton more of her. Because she said she went to a private school, so she and she said she's from Chelsea, so I imagine she grew up in a you know a decent townstone in the twenties. Yeah, those are really nice in that little area in the twenties um, on the west side. But I'm not sure. And you're gonna be on fire sale real soon. Because, oh my god! Oh my god! Here's a little um, Freud or however you pronounce it for you. Every, <laughs> yeah, everybody who has an apartment in the city who owns it. They've just lost probably 90% of their investment. That's crazy. Those hundred million dollar apartments, like billionaires roll, like who's gonna wanna live there? No one, no one is moving to the city. They're gonna move out and they're gonna stay out. You know, I wish I could buy them both. I'm getting a full floor apartment. (laughs) I'm moving in. People gonna start kicking doors in. (laughs) 
I live here now. I've been here for 30 days. Squatters rights, bitch. I'm going to start looking at them squatters rights things, and I'm going to become a New York real estate mogul from squatters rights. Watch. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I'll squat with you since my lease is up at the end of April, and Girl, I'd rather squat with you than with my parents. Get your thighs ready and squat. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's actually me after this. I was like, okay, I'll do Pilates right after. Hey, here's the thing. thing. Tell them, look, I'll stay here for seven hundred a month. Take it or leave it. I mean, because they're gonna have to sell this apart. That's actually a good call to be like, hey, let us let us all let's sleep in dogs live for the time being. <laughs> you don't need to sell it out. I'll just hang here. Won't affect anyone. <laughs> you ain't coming. <laughs> I mean, I still can't, but like, I need you to send me a picture of that for real, for real. Like, six apart, like, six floors of apartments, all the living rooms, no lights on. I'll take one tonight. It was surreal, and then I looked over and I saw two apartments and one line, and I was like, okay, at least there are two people. But then even the one guy who I know in the building, it's like, starts coming on to you. It's like, in the laundry room, he's like, Oh, yeah. And he's probably, like, in his late 50s. And he's a nice dude. And he was always a... Yeah, you gonna give him the Rona. Ro he gonna try to get the pussy. He gonna get the Rona. <laughs> he gonna be touching on the shit. <laughs> he better keep his ass in the motherfucking house. The fuck wrong with him? I know. And he's like, so what, uh... What apartment are you in again? And I'm like, Actually, you know what? Go on and marry his ass because, it's like, see, see what family he got. <laughs> his family right now is a great time to be a young widow. Right <laughs> up owning the building, but he might be your landlord, honey. He might be your landlord. You're not wrong. Honey, check it out. Please, you might end up being a new Real Housewife of New York. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a small um, podcaster, and I'm also a real estate mogul on the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got yeah, what, what I'm telling you. Find <laughs> out who he is. He might leave you two or three buildings. Very you ain't gonna have to wait nothing but two weeks, 14 days, that ass is out. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't even gonna have to be. And the thing is, the last three he gonna be on on a ventilator, you ain't never even gonna be able to go. Sorry <laughs> to that husband. I, I'm sorry. Peace. <laughs> Debbie Zelensky, honey, get on your Debbie Zelensky. You gotta be smart. You gotta be smart. Money gonna get real scarce. Oh my god, you're so right. I like go down to his door with like half a bottle of wine. I'm like, hey. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you done I'm with your laundry? Telling you now. <laughs> That's oh. a short contract right there. That's a short contract. Oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> Well, switching gears, Luann Deliceps, obviously also one of the stars of The Real Housewives of New York, was put on blast this week by one of her former assistants who was shading Luann for her Feeling Giovanni music video. I guess he didn't get any credit. And he posted this video where he's, like, on the side and she's, you know, like, dancing or whatever, doing, like, the music video, and he's screaming the lyrics to her and she screams it back so that they could get the lips, whatever. And so he wrote, fun fact, I was the only reason why hashtag Countess Luann knew her lyrics while filming her video, got dressed in time, had jewelry on, had multiple shoe options, wrangled her housewife friends. Oh yeah, that's right. 
and I didn't get a credit for 18 hours straight filming the hashtag feeling Giovanni music video. Remember that while you tune into this season? Like, bro, you are a PA. Why the fuck do you think you need credit? Hello, Luann's the star. You're not. Done. You're an assistant. Yeah. An assistant. You are the help. And that's why people say, the help. Because you don't <laughs> really need to address them by name. It's, yo, thank you so much for, for my, um, my glass of water. Thank you so much. Like, you know, I'm going to thank you. I'm going to pay you well. I'm going to tip. Like, I'm not going to be like Ramona or Sonia. But <laughs> you are the help. Like, there is a barrier. Like, you need to be doing, like, the people that are quarantined on yachts right now, well, some of them probably are fucking the help. But most of them ain't. Because they're like, that's the help. Y'all have your job. Yeah. You know, do interact. But it, it, there's a, there are boundaries. And you're not going to get credit because you're not like an actual producer. You're not like a video director. You're, you know, oh, she had shoe options. Okay, so you went to DSW and got some shit that, you know, okay, you can wear this, put some carpet down so we can return the other ones. That's all you did. Well, that's like, okay. You're going to have some dress shields. Like Kate McKinnon, the person who holds up her cue cards on SNL, actually is Kate McKinnon and deserves the credit for making people laugh. Like, no, that's not how this works. And she basically shot him down, which was an amazing Luann comeback. It's utterly disgusting that a disgruntled disgruntled ex-employee would take swipes at me during a global pandemic. His timing here speaks volumes, considering it's been a year since he last worked for me and with the premiere of Roni season 12 coming up. Not wrong in any way. Love that. I mean, he opened himself up to it. Like, anything petty right now, people can always say, during a pandemic, (laughs) a pandemic. That's what I'm going to say if anyone leaves, like, a bad comment on my podcast. God, so I'm with her. But I do think, honestly, he posted that photo and he was wearing overalls with a cropped sweatshirt. And I just want to say, that's why you didn't get any credit. Like, maybe if you... To just conducted yourself with a little bit more Giovanni-esque vibes, then maybe you'd get the, you know, recognition you want, but all bad. All bad. Well, we end today's show with The Real Housewives of Potomac Season 5 trailer recap. I am so excited for May 3rd when this comes out because Potomac is, I think, in my top three right now of Housewives. It's up there for me too. Um, I'm really looking forward to the ladies. I hope they finish filming. So, you know, we don't have issues. But I think like the Gabrice or Giselle, and I call her Gabrice because she reminds me of Febreze. You know, she's half ass. She's half ass. Like Febreze is half ass washing your clothes. Your Gabrice is, you know, just a half ass heifer. And I, but I am looking forward to, you know, Monique whooping uh, Candace's ass. And now, but the thing is, like, there, there's going to be a storyline where Michael's cheating again. I am sick of Michael and his wandering dick. Clearly, Ashley doesn't mind or she wouldn't have left. So why do we care? My husband ain't cheating on me because I don't have one. Yeah, that is definitely going to be another central storyline. Not surprising, Ashley. Every single story Every single year has another Michael issue. He was spotted again, this time with strippers, and then he admits to going to a hotel room with them after. And mind you, she's a brand new mom, just had a baby with this fucking creep. 
so you know she's you know busy with him so probably didn't assume that he'd be out philandering but naturally that's him and a part of me thinks they just have a relationship right i get an open relationship tea from them i get like i think that they they swing i think that i mean when they they i when i say they swing they are getting in the sling and they swing back and forth side to side round the partner dosey dose switch your bedroom to and fro <laughs> I, I believe that whole thing with the cameraman was they was bringing him in as a third or you know possibly his wife as a fourth like they give me they, they give me a group thing tea yeah i definitely get like them going to a party putting their keys in a bowl and having sex with all their friends I see them going to a party, a party. Like an eyes wide shut thing? Eyes wide shut, eyes wide open. <laughs> Actually, yeah, they definitely don't have like the same like Lux vibe as an eyes wide shut. Yeah, there definitely are eyes wide open just in a condo somewhere. And the thing is, Ashley's ass is his ticket in. Well, of course, because he's famous. And so all the people he's having sex with are like, Oh my God, Michael Derby! <laughs> when it's like Ashley is a true natural beauty. I saw her at BravoCon. That one, like, yeah. say nothing about her looks. That ass was pert and high. I know she actually makes me want to do Pilates. <laughs> or actually, no, she's a yoga instructor. She's a yogi master, which sometimes is like the job of the craziest people. <laughs> Just don't eat shit. That's all it is. She just don't enjoy life. Like, I, like you see her have a Corona and a few drinks, but I'm like, where's your lobster tail? Because I like the claw meat. So I like lobster tail and claw meat. Like, where are your crab cakes? <laughs> I know, right? You think. Where is your burger? <laughs> I love that classic housewives fight to the thin person. <laughs> Eat a burger. Eat a burger. It's like, God, oh my God. Have a piece of bread. Have a piece of bread. <laughs> So it also starts with Karen and Giselle, I guess, having this heart-to-heart with Monique after Monique, I think, laid her hands on Candace. I think that's what happened here. I'm not sure. I mean, Candace probably instigated, don't get me wrong, but I think Monique may have been the one to start it. Karen said, we never thought as black woman we'd end up here. And Giselle says, we need to hold ourselves above the stereotype. In five minutes, she took that away. And then Monique says, like, I guess I don't belong here. Maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. I'm assuming the show. Um, well, Monique is from Newark, and yeah, I don't think she's from Newark. Yeah, she's from New- she's from Newark. She's from Newark. So you know, she she got that nippy in her where she just like she ain't gonna put up with so much bullshit. Um, I heard Candace threw a drink, and actually Candace started the physical alter KK. <laughs> I mean, I also don't put that past her. She, after seeing Candace's mother, I don't know what Candace wouldn't do. Like, I feel like it's, she's a loose cannon. And what do you expect? Her mom hits her in the face with a purse at a wedding. Like, you don't, how do you know how to behave? Like, how is Candace supposed to know how to react in certain situations when all she's ever seen is like that? as like the way to handle things and I think Candace's husband like is actually pretty good at like calming her down maybe and trying to like get her to like chill 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 but I could see Candace flying off the handle I mean didn't she she threw a knife last season 
Yeah. Yeah, so it's not surprising that she would instigate. That's a really good point. Candace's mother is such a poor example and such a poor plot line that... um, (laughs) I feel so bad when I watch Candace because I do think... I, I like her, and I know a lot of people don't like her, but I enjoy watching her. But then, yeah, when you see the scenes of, with her mom, everything just starts making sense to me. And I'm like, of course you act this way. Your mother's a therapist. The job of someone who's supposed to help people <laughs> and treats you the way she treats you. Like, this is so, this is so <laughs> backwards and so fucked up. And it's like, bring, bring it on. Like, I need to see more of it. So that, I think, is just the tip of the iceberg. Are you done with your bottle? No, no, I have another one right over oh, there. Oh, good. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to hug your bottle since you can't hug anybody. But, oh, God. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, well, the guy today at the laundry room asked me, so how, how, uh, how are you dating during this? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit. I was like, I'm just, I'm, you know, staying alone. He's like, you don't have anyone you're dating during this thing I was like even if I was like I am but like I can't see him so like what what does that even what, what's a fucking FaceTime every five or six days like nothing <laughs> like so I might have a new boyfriend by next episode <laughs> <laughs> y'all gonna be quarantined together <laughs> I, um I was I was talking about that um with the chat that like this is going to make people, you know, really look at either who they're with or, like, next time around, they're going to, look, are we really doing this? Are we really, okay, let's, let's go half on a house. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like, I just look at other guys I've dated and just think, like, <laughs> thank God you're not fucking here. Thank <laughs> God we don't live together. Or I'd be so fucking miserable. And if for whatever reason I had a kid, that's another thing. I'm like, it's 4.30. I'm drinking wine. Like, I don't have anyone to care about. I have a podcast to care about. Like, it's the best thing to care about during quarantine. Not, like, schooling my children or doing anything outside of, like, me making sure I go to work and then eating and not leaving. Like, that's all I have to do. (laughs) How do you get groceries? I'll go to the store. So I go, like, twice a week out. And so, like, usually depends on what I'm buying. So usually I'll do, like, one day. It'll be, like, I'll do, like, grocery, grocery for two days, like, of the week. And then one day of the week I'll go to the bank, which is to get weed money. And then the second day I'll go to the wine shop. <laughs> to get, like, two bottles for the other days. So, you know, it's it's a healthy routine. You've got to build a routine. That's what they say. <laughs> and the other day, I'll go to the wine shop. <laughs> like, I, I had, like, I would do wine, but, like, it would just, like, it would be too expensive. Well, yeah, that has something that's taken a toll, because I, usually during my real life, I don't, drink all day I don't drink I don't drink at night because I like come home from my day job at like seven and so I usually like cook a dinner and then just kind of go to bed and I'll smoke a little weed but I won't drink and now that like I'm bored like my throat at like 4 30 is just like burning for liquor it's like (laughs) you need 
<laughs> it's like you need something. And so now I'm like, okay, I'll get a glass of wine. I've really leaned into making margaritas. They're amazing. And you know, but that's, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, this is so bad, but I've also been working out a lot. So here I am just like justifying. I'm like, if I go running, I could drink two margaritas. So it's called balance. I'm working on it. <laughs> oh my God. Well, back to Potomac. We also have Karen who talks about potentially splitting up with uncle Ben after they've been together for 25 years. <laughs> and so she was saying, like, I should have left his ass 15 years ago. And, I mean, I don't want them to break up. I like them. I, I'm sick of him. I'm, like, I like Lady Eloise, but I just feel like it's Eloise with him. Like, he always looks confused and befuddled. Like, leave him in the assisted facility, in the assisted living facility you got him from. <laughs> I know he does seem like he's like his next storyline this year is going to be like a hip replacement. Mm. But <laughs> but I like him. I think he's like I think he really cares about Karen and I think last year when we're like this is truly like this shows you how stupid relationships are to me like that this is something that like really resonated when she was like my parents are dead so I'm trying to like find new things to take my mind off of like the shitty things I feel and she like did that motorcycle class and then you just see like him standing on the sidelines like taking photos of her while she's on that motorcycle and that he was just, sweet. He was so like proud of her and he's like look at my cute wife and she's like vroom vroom and I don't know there was something about that that I found very cute and I was like you know what he is, like, down for like, any of her shenanigans. Like, take her out of the house, give her a few hours of having fun. And he, like, just leaned into it. I thought that was so cute. I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, it's so beautiful. Okay, and quick other things in Potomac. Robin gets engaged with Juan, which is just... Oh, actually, you were on my episode when we talked about them getting engaged. Oh, and we stand to a plot line then, and I stand by that. I too stand by it. And also, there was a sneaky moment where they're trying to throw us off where Giselle and Juan go to lunch, and she's like, does Robin know we're here? And he's like, nope, I didn't tell her. And then she's like, then we shouldn't be here. And I'm like, you know that's going to be the conversation where he's like, I'm going to propose to Robin. How do you think I should do it? And she's like, let's plan a party. So that, I think, is they're trying to throw us off, throw us off the scent, but... Robin don't, I mean, I mean, Juan don't want nothing to do with Gabrice. No. Gabrice is way too high maintenance for him. That's why he got Robin and her femininity. <laughs> that's, that's like, that's like you almost gay. It's like, you know, she got a vagina, but that's still a man. Oh. <laughs> You're bad. I gotta call it like I see it. I just had an edible. Blame it on the edible. God, that damn edible. But yeah, Robin doesn't do it for me. And Housewives is finally coming back tonight. Is this the finale? Wait, of what? Oh, Atlanta? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the finale. It's episode 20. This it's season has gone way too long. Let's cap seasons at 15 episodes and then two reunions. 
17 episodes. Perfect. When I have six and a half months of the real Housewives of Atlanta on screen, I'm fucking over it. I'm fucking over it. And then you think, like, I'll read, like, an article about something that happened earlier in the season. I'm like, I thought that happened six seasons ago. But it was first three months ago. I'm, I'm fucking over it. The 20-episode seasons. <laughs> so I'm, I'm screaming. I'm literally screaming. Thanks, God. It's like 25. Because you're like, it probably is going to be two more episodes, a three-part reunion, and oh. then the season recap. They will give us 25 episodes. They are on for half a fucking, like, when they come on. It in started November, November 3rd. And it goes till April 19th. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and we still have the reunion and you know they're going to give us a couple of parts of that this shit's going to go till may may november. November, not even may december may november november december january february march april may seven fucking months i'm seven. done i'm done with this this year because they're not going to be able to really film through the summer but yeah. And then one last thing for Potomac. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm ready to just keep drinking and not host the show. Um, one last thing is we have a new girl on the show. Her name is Wendy. She's a professor at John Hopkins. She seems like she actually has her shit together. She's also like a news correspondent. She goes on a lot of shows. Nigerian-American. Okay. She's pretty. But She's pretty. she didn't seem likable from the preview for me i was just like it was a little too angry it was like maybe and maybe it was the way that they cut it because you know like that like a preview they can edit you to look a certain way so i'm gonna give her a shot but it's like you know how some people come on the show their first season and they're really aggressive i'm over the kenya like i don't want her to do like the kenya model of ooh, i'm just gonna be nasty to be nat like mm -mm. now garcelle like i like when she was like child where i come from that's some white people shit hearted <laughs> funny shade like ain't nobody really gonna take that shit serious like i want to see more like i want like a young meanie like i want somebody that comes on where it's like oh child i know you ain't coming here with that bullshit i want something more fun than call me a doctor and the thing is my parents are actually like not medical doctors but like doctors in their field and they don't do that shit i mean who does that like it's a little much it's We're insecure well yeah i mean i guess we'll see i did kind of agree like they kind of gave her like an uppity edit where they were like she is the personification of black girl magic and then she's like i'm a professor at john hunt and then yeah you just see her kind of like ripping someone a new one which, hey, good for you. But yeah, sometimes you want to see like the silly scenes where, but now that I'm actually thinking of it, black women always get different kinds of edits than white women where like Leah on New York Housewives, like her trailer scenes are her being like silly and like shoving her tits in people's faces and like having fun. And so it's like, we were geared up and being like, ooh, who is she? Where this is like, they showed her kind of like with her fancy schmancy job. Robin shading her fancy fancy job and then her yelling at someone you know when she probably has fun scenes of her doing stupid shit with the other ladies and like wearing a fake Karen wig with Karen wig <laughs> Karen. Karen. the thing is you can never really wear a fake Karen wig it's always hanging off the head hold on I got, I got my beanie wig right here oh my god I have to take a picture this is what brought us together me seeing this photo on the internet like Karen you see you gotta you could, like, this is how Nini would wear it. 
you know, it would be applied properly. But then Karen, Karen, <laughs> like a full, like the full front of your head, because that shit about to slip off. Because, you know, she ain't got no wig glue or maybe, maybe the shit sweats out. I don't know. But the Karen wig has got to be like this. Karen. Nene. Karen. Karen. <laughs> I mean, that'll, that will live in infamy, that moment when they're at the barbecue and her wig is just like shifting off and all of the women are just dying and all she's just like, I just need a fucking napkin. Someone get me a napkin. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. I don't want this to end. <laughs> Call me anytime. You got my contact information. <laughs> uh, like I'll split I'll split your uncle's house with you. I'm gonna be out here for a minute and ain't no point in staying in the city. Ain't nothing there. There's nothing going on. There's no point. In the city is the Rona or some 50-year-old dick. <laughs> All right. Well, where can people find you, follow you, listen to your wait, um, is your show on a podcast now? Yes. Um you can Pop Roast is my podcast with my fabulous co-host Chris. Um, you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, just look up Pop Roast. That's P-O-P-R-O-A-S-T. Um, my channel is Alexander Rogers. That's where that show is hosted. I'm Alexander Rogers on all streaming platforms. Pod, uh, Pop Roast is on all streaming platforms. And you can find me on Instagram, Alexander Rogers, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Oh, amazing. Thank you for coming on. And you'll be back again because this is too I much. sure will. I should, we ain't got shit else to do. And we're going to have to come back and talk about uh, Married to Medicine LA. But I think I'm going to have to have you on the allegedly show for that. Please. Oh, oh. We, we need to have another one of these. This was an absolute ball of fun. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. My pleasure. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. 